take your copy of God's Word, please, and open again to Psalm 23. And you're reading this each day, I hope, and you're memorizing it or refreshing your memory on it. Psalm 23, and we find ourselves kind of in the middle of the psalm today. Psalm 23. I read about a little boy who had a part in his school play. He had a part in his school play, and his part was fairly simple. He only had one line. He was supposed to come out and say, It is I, be not afraid. That's kind of a fun line to say anyway, isn't it? It is I, be not afraid. Well, the day of the program came. He came out on the stage and he said, It's me and I'm scared. (laughs) You ever been in his shoes? You ever been there? You want to say, It's me and I am scared. I learned this past week that a California university does a fear survey every year and they find out what Americans are afraid of, what the greatest fears in America uh, that people struggle with. And I was interested to read the top three things that people are fearful of. The very number one thing, the top thing that people are afraid of in America is public speaking. And of course, I read that and thought, really? But we're all wired differently. Some people are terrified, the thought of getting up in front of people. The second biggest fear that people struggle with is a fear of heights. They're afraid of high places. They're afraid, I guess, of falling. And then the third was kind of a combination. People are afraid of bugs, snakes, or other animals. So the top three, public speaking, heights, and critters, all right? Uh, Those are things that people are afraid of. They want to avoid them. They don't want to get around them. They don't want to deal with them. But beloved, there are some things in life that you cannot avoid. And they're terribly frightening. And they strike your heart with fear. I'm talking about things like sickness and disease and disaster and accidents and the like. And these things, they not only threaten your emotional well-being, some of them literally threaten your physical life. And you cannot avoid them. And so the question before us this morning is, how do we handle those times? Because we don't choose these things, we don't want these things, but they come nonetheless. Well, this passage we're going to study this morning will help us in a tremendous way in dealing with some of those frightening times in life, those times that we cannot uh, avoid. And we come to what is probably the most well-known verse in the entire psalm, verse 4. And so we're going to go back and read the entire passage again. We've done this every time. We've read it out loud together as a congregation. And then we'll come back and focus in on the verse we're studying today. So are you all ready to read or ready to quote? You can close your eyes if you're uh, memorizing it or just kind of look away so you can quickly look back. But let's read it out loud together, okay? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me 
in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That fourth verse is our focus today, where it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Father, thank you for our wonderful, merciful Savior. Thank you for his love. Thank you for your care. Bless this message to our hearts, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. The truths that I'm going to share today are for a child of God, for those who know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And so, if you don't know him, then really what I'm about to say is it's going to be a very sad thing for you, but it doesn't have to be that way. You can turn from your sin today and place your faith in Jesus Christ, and you can have eternal life, and I want to encourage you to do that. Realize you're a sinner, realize that you're lost, but realize God loves you and sent His Son to die in your place. And if you'll turn from your sin and place your faith in Christ, what we're going to study today will be true of you as well. And we'd love to help you with that. But for those here today that are children of God, this is one of the most encouraging, comforting verses I think we could ever study. Now, we've been going through this psalm verse by verse. And in all honesty, the first three verses, it's been a pretty pleasant trip. We've been led by still waters. We've been lying down in green pastures. We've been led in paths of righteousness. And even when we mess up and fail and sin, our loving shepherd comes and he restores our souls. And it says he's leading us. We left off last time saying he leads us in right paths. He leads us in holy paths. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And we left there thinking about that last time. And then we come to verse 4. We might be surprised to realize, okay, he's leading me, but now I find myself in a dark valley. The valley of the shadow of death. And so this is not just a splinter. This is not just a scrape on the knee. This is serious stuff we're talking about. This is the type of stuff that rocks our world. When the phone rings in the middle of the night with the news that there's been an accident. When the doctor tells us that we have cancer, when our business burns to the ground, when our loved one is sick and there's no cure uh, that they can offer to us, when an officer shows up at our front door with a warrant, these are the times we're brought face to face with our own mortality. These are the times that we're brought face to face with our helplessness and our worst fears come to life. How do we handle that? What do we do when we're in these dark valleys? Now, I know that verse 4 and Psalm 23, the whole thing, we often turn to this when someone is near death. Or we often read it at a funeral. And this psalm is most appropriate for that. And I use it during those times. But I want you to notice some very important things about verse 4 in particular. Um, those of you who've been with us on Wednesday nights, we've been studying how to study the Bible. 
And we've been looking at the steps of Bible study, observation, interpretation, and application. We've been honing in lately on observation. What do I see? And just looking at verses and looking at passages. And what do I see? What is just obvious as I observe, as I look at the passage? And I want to do that for a moment with Psalm 23, verse 4. I want you to notice it says, Yea, though I walk. So he's not running here. He's not skipping here. He's not even crawling here. He says, I walk. He says, I walk through the valley. I love the word after walk. I walk through the valley. I'm not stuck in the valley. I'm walking through it. Through what? The valley. A valley is a low place. It's the valley of the shadow of death. But notice that it's not death. It's the shadow of death. It has the idea of darkness. So it's a dark valley. Looking at this reminds me that a shadow cannot hurt a person. Imagine that we were to go out today and we were to go down and stand next to the train tracks. And there is a train barreling at us. Now we're standing beside the train tracks. And that big old train is going full speed. And it's getting closer and closer and closer and closer to us. And finally, we're hit by its shadow at full force. What happens? Are you still alive? Yes. Are you hurt? No. Are you a little bit scared? Maybe. But you're not dead. Why? Because the shadow of the train hit you. Not the train. Now, if you're standing in the middle of the tracks and the train hits you, there's nothing left of you. But the shadow doesn't hurt. And this says, this is the valley of the shadow of death. It's a shadow. It's one of the reasons the psalmist says next, I will fear no evil, meaning I will fear no true harm. I will fear no true injury in this valley of the shadow of death. Yes, it's dark. Yes, it can be painful. Yes, we cry. Yes, we weep. But because we're being led by the shepherd, remember, he's leading us in these paths. We don't have to fear ultimate harm or injury or evil. Mark this lesson down as we think about this this morning. Dark valleys are a part of our journey. Dark valleys are a part of our journey. Now listen, we don't sign up for them. We don't uh, sign up people and say, we're leading, we're leading a, a, an excursion through a dark valley. We're, we're leaving this afternoon. Sign up. It, it says it's a free trip. Nobody's going to sign up. We don't want to go through the dark valleys. But it is a part of life. Uh, the first word's interesting. Talking about observation. Yay! Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It could be translated. It may be in your Bible. Even though I walk through the valley. You see, the shepherd's leading us along. And sometimes He leads us through dark valleys. Listen, trouble comes even when the Lord is our shepherd. Trouble comes even when the Lord is our shepherd. But the question is, why would the shepherd lead us through a dark valley? Well, beloved, I'd just be very simple with you. It's because He's trying to get us to higher ground on the other side. And He leads us through the dark valley. As I studied this, as I've been pondering this, I thought about the words to an old song and it summarizes so much what I'm trying to say and what this verse is saying. See if you recognize these words. I've had many tears and sorrows. 
I've had questions for tomorrow. There's been times I didn't know right from wrong, but in every situation, God gave me blessed consolation that my trials come only to make me strong. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon His Word. I've been to lots of places. I've seen lots of faces. There's been times I felt so all alone. But in my lonely hours, yea, those precious lonely hours, Jesus let me know that I was His own. If you remember the song, it goes on to say it this way. I thank God for the mountains. And I thank God for the valleys. And I thank Him for the storms He's brought me through. And I love this part of the song. For if I'd never had a problem, I wouldn't know God could solve them. I'd never know what faith in God could do. It's been said many times, beloved, a faith that can't be tested, can't be trusted. And God leads us through dark valleys with a purpose in mind. Isn't it true, those of you who have walked with the Lord and you've got some years of walking with Him, isn't it true that you learn and grow a lot more in a dark valley than any other time in your life? That's true, isn't it? If you've walked with the Lord, it's true. And that's no fun. We don't sign up for it. We don't volunteer for it. We don't even look forward to it. But nonetheless, it's true. In those dark times, as the shepherd leads us, and it doesn't mean we don't shiver, and it doesn't mean that we're not even afraid at times, but we go on in the strength of the Lord in the midst of those dark dark valleys. Could be those times in your life. It may be sickness. It may be sorrow. It may be all kinds of things. It's those things that rock your world. But you go on. Why? Because you realize the Lord is your shepherd, and the Lord is leading you. And there might be fear, but you put forth courage because you realize that your strength is in the Lord. I like this. I ran across this saying this past week. Courage is fear that has said its prayers. Courage is fear that has said its prayers. I thought, that's good. That's good. That's what it is. It, it's fear that said its prayers. I like that. And it fits nicely with the next part of what we find here in Psalm 23. The psalmist says, I will fear no evil. Now, how can that be? He could fear no evil. Well, we know, first of all, we know that uh, it's a shadow and the Lord's leading through. But he goes on to say, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Mark this lesson down. We're never alone. The shepherd is with us. We're never alone. The shepherd is with us. Even in the darkest, lowest valley, that we find ourselves in, the shepherd is right there with us. And did you notice a change happened in this psalm when we got to verse 4? Talk about observation and just watching and just noting things. Something tremendous happened when we got to verse 4. You see, in the first three verses, that uh, the psalmist or the sheep, if you will, I told you it's kind of like the sheep is talking. I said, he's there and my, the Lord is my shepherd. And the sheep is talking there and the psalmist is speaking. Did you notice he's talking about the shepherd in the first three verses. The Lord is my shepherd. 
I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the past. He's talking about the shepherd. But then you come to the middle of the psalm. Verse 4. And you come to the middle of verse 4 and we go from talking about the shepherd to him talking to the shepherd. Did you notice that? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod. See, it goes from talking about the shepherd to talking to the shepherd. That's significant. Very significant. You say, why? Because it's prayer? Well, yes, it's prayer. But you know why he could talk to the shepherd? Because the shepherd was right there with him. And the guys, just remind you, this is long before cell phones, long before email, long before landlines, long before any of that. There was a day if you want to talk to somebody face to face, you had to be with them. You couldn't FaceTime them. You couldn't Snapchat. You couldn't do any of that stuff. And can I just remind you that's the case with us? We can talk to the shepherd in our lowest, darkest valley because he's right there with and we can go to our shepherd that time and say, I will fear no evil because you're with me. Imagine yourself. I know we're out in the country. And that we were talking about it. It's been a long time ago, but it's kind of funny. Daniel was telling me an observation that had been made and about the fact that, you know, you take city folk and you put them out here in our country and they're scared to death. They find it's kind of odd. Put them out in the woods somewhere. They hear noises, see things. They just they're scared. But yet you take us and put us in the middle of the city, and we're scared to death. You ever notice that? It's just you're what you're familiar with, and you might be one of those culture people, and you've been in both, and you can just ride along with everybody. But anyway, let's just have a little fun for a moment. I want you to imagine yourself. I'm going to take and transport you. I have the ability this morning just to imagination now, creativity. I'm going to transport you to the middle of a city at night. I'm going to place you in a dark, a dark alleyway by yourself in that dark alley. How do you feel? What are you thinking? Building on that side all the way up. Building on that side all the way up. Long path in front of you. You're in the middle of this alleyway in the city. Night. It's dark. And it's thundering and lightning. And you don't have a cell phone. I'll take your wallet and your credit cards too. And you're there! What are you going to do? Truth of the matter is, you're probably going to be a bit frightened, a bit fearful. Oh, by the way, y'all country folks, there's no gun on you or knife either. No, no. You're there. And if truth were known, you could get fearful. And in fact, fear can even paralyze you where you don't know what to do but just stand there and tremble. Now, I want to keep you there in that same city, but I'm going to help you now. I'm going to bring along a buddy that you have. He's six foot five. 250 pounds of solid muscle. Not like me, but I mean solid muscle. He's a former Army Green Beret. He's an expert in karate. 
He has the machine gun in his hands with ammunition strapped across his chest. This guy's so tough, he makes Rambo run and hide when he walks in a room. Oh, and, and by the way, this guy also, and he's in a dark alley and it's dark and he has night vision goggles on. He has infrared radar. He can see behind every dumpster, every trash can. He sees every rat that scares her in that alleyway. And he's there with you, right beside you. Can I just tell you something very interesting? Odds are, you're going to have some fresh courage infuse your body at that moment when he shows up. And you're not going to be quite as afraid and you're going to kind of stand up. My buddy. And you're going to walk with a new air to your step. And you're going to sashay down through that alleyway without fear because your buddy is with you. Now, beloved, can I, you know where I'm going with this. Can I just tell you, you have someone with you all the time that is the all-powerful one. He spoke the universe into creation. He sustains it by His mighty power. You can think of the most powerful thing you've ever seen in your life and it pales in significance to even a speck of His awesome power. Let me read to you Psalm 139, verses 7. I'm going to read it in a different translation just so you can hear it fresh. Then LT says in Psalm 139, 7 through 12, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. If I ride the wings of the morning, that's a good one if you go on an airplane ride, isn't it? If I dwell by the farthest ocean, that's a good one if you go on a cruise. Even there, your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in the darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. Beloved, the Lord is always with us. Think of that. John Wesley said, other than the cross of Jesus Christ, this is the best thing in the whole Bible. The Lord is with us. And by the way, you're in that dark alleyway by yourself. You're not by yourself. The Lord's with you. In the dark valley where you find yourself, you're not by yourself. The Lord is with you. But I know what some may be thinking. They're thinking, yeah, but I'm still in the dark valley. Alright, we'll keep reading. Because the psalmist is not through. It brings us to our third lesson. We know that dark valleys are a part of our journey. We know that we're never alone. The shepherd's with us. But notice likewise, we need not fear. The shepherd will protect us. He says what in there? He says, thy rod, he's talking to the shepherd, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Now the rod and the staff, they were tools of the shepherd. The rod, they tell me, was a stick, maybe about two feet long. It had kind of a ball at the end. It was probably a root knot that they had kind of cut and they had kind of worked that root knot kind of round 
And I'm told that the shepherds would take and even pound pieces of metal into that part of that, that rod. Now I want you to imagine that. You've got this maybe two foot long stick. It's got that knot rounded at the end. It's got metal pounded in it. And that rod was used for protection of the sheep. Imagine if you had something run up to try to take and, and the shepherd were to strike the skull of an animal and just could just crush it right there. So it was used for protection. And of course, the staff, we're more familiar with that. Why? If you've grown up in church or ever been to a nativity scene, we, we're familiar with the, shaft, the, the staff. And you have that, that crook there, if you will. And we know that that was a tool the shepherd also used. These tools were used for protection and for direction and for rescue. In fact, James McDonald wrote... Um, no, I think it was Ellsworth wrote, the sight of those instruments causes David to realize that he has absolutely nothing to fear. Because he looks and he sees the shepherd. He's got his rod. He's got his staff. The shepherd is there to kill the enemies of fear and doubt and guilt and guide him safely through. The shepherd will protect us. And beloved, when we find ourselves in dark valleys... You say, what do I do? You do what the psalmist does here. You do what the, the sheep does here. Can I just walk you through it? It's pretty, pretty simple stuff. Notice that he talks to the shepherd. Thou art with me, shepherd. Thy rod and thy staff, they come for me. He talks to the shepherd. Notice likewise, he thinks of the shepherd's presence. Thou art with me. He uh, thinks about his powerful protector. Thy rod and, and thy staff, they, they comfort me. Which means he takes comfort in those things. The shepherd's presence and his protection and his love and his care. And so, when we find ourselves in a dark valley, we should do the same thing. You say, well, what does that look like? I mean, because I'm, I'm not a literal sheep. And Well, let's, let's, let's walk it through what, how we would understand that. We're in a dark valley. We're in a dark place. Our world's been rocked. What do we do? First of all, we pray. We talk to the shepherd. We take that care, that burden, and we pray. Secondly, we thank God for His presence. Thank you, Lord, that I'm not alone. One of the reasons I want you to memorize Psalm 23 is because in your life, you're going to have dark valleys. If you're not in one now, you will eventually. And so it's good to be able to say, thank you, Lord, that you're with me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And, and you're able to rehearse these things. Uh, thirdly, spend time in the Bible building up our faith in our powerful protector. So the way that we know about God and we know God and we grow in our knowledge of God is through the Word. And the more we study the Word, we learn about God, the more we realize how awesome God is. Because the sheep could just look up and say, my, he's got his rod, got his staff. We can look in the Word and say, my God is all-powerful. My God is all-knowing. Uh, my God is great. My God is wonderful. And I begin to grow and realize just how a wonderful protector he is. And then finally, we receive comfort in these things. So let's put it all back together. Dark valleys are a part of our journey. Don't be surprised by them. 
And you don't have to go looking for them. You'll find yourself there. But here's the great news. We're never alone. Our shepherd is with us. And he will protect us. Remember, courage is fear that has said its prayers. I want to close with a story. And don't, don't close up shop. Just listen because you want to hear this story. It's a story that Robert Morgan told in his um, book on Psalm 23. He says, several years ago while writing The Lord is My Shepherd, that's the name of his book, I interviewed Maurice Pink, who is a British World War II veteran, who shared his experience as a 19-year-old sailor when torpedoes struck his ship on December the 10th, 1941. And you need to know Maurice was three decks down in this ship. He felt water crawling up his legs. He clambered up the ladders and through the passages. He made it to the deck. He stripped off his clothes. And he jumped into the shark-infested waters of the South China Sea. And the ship quickly sank. Maurice felt disoriented. He was unsure of which way to swim. And naturally he began to panic. But at that moment, at that moment, Maurice Pink said that Psalm 23 came to his mind. He was there treading water. He began quoting the words over and over and over and over. And they were better than a life vest for him. In fact, they kept him unsinkable until the British destroyer, the HMS Electra, rescued him an hour later. Now, Pink is telling this story to Robert Morgan and he asked Robert Morgan, would you like me to read what I've written about my experience? <laughs> and you can imagine Robert Morgan was eager to hear, as I'm sure you are as well. And here's what Maurice Pink wrote. He said, there are times in your life when things don't go right and you feel all alone. That happened to me on December the 10th, 1941. When I was on the battle cruiser HMS Repulse with the nearby HMS Prince of Wales, we were attacked by the Japanese Air Force, which resulted in both ships being sunk. I found myself alone in the water, not able to see anyone else. It was then that the 23rd Psalm came into my head, and I realized I was not alone. I had a shepherd. The Lord was my shepherd. I did not need to want. I was not in green pastures, but in oily waters. But He restored my soul. Even though I was walking in the shadow of death, I was to fear no evil, for He was with me. He says, The rod and staff did not ring a bell with me until voices above me were shouting, Looking up, there was a big destroyer beside, alongside me, the HMS Electra, with nets over the side, which allowed me to climb up to safety. He said, that was my rod and staff. He said, I didn't have a table set before me, but I did get a cup of the ship's cocoa. And he said, since that day, goodness 
and mercy have followed me all the days of my life. And when I think back to that day, I wonder what would have happened if I had died. There again, he said, the psalm had the answer. I would dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And Maurice Pink closed by saying, Thank you, Lord, for being my shepherd and for the 23rd Psalm. I told you when we started studying this, beloved, yes, this is a great psalm when you're dying. It's a great song, psalm when someone in your life has died. But it's not just for them. It is a psalm for every day of your life. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They comfort. They soothe. They help. They minister. They give grace to me. Father, thank You for being our shepherd. And thank You for the 23rd Psalm. Lord, if anybody here today does not have You as their shepherd, I pray this will be the moment You convict them of their sin and bring them to saving faith in Christ alone. And then, Lord, I don't know what others are dealing with here today, but I pray that You'll minister these truths to their hearts and do a work in their life and comfort them as they need comforted. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The closing hymn this morning, 185, I think it's an appropriate one. Jesus, what a friend for sinners. Jesus, what a strength in weakness. Jesus, what a help in sorrow. Jesus, what a guide and keeper. What a friend for sinners. If you need to be saved today, we'd love to help you do that. Just come let us know. We'll take a Bible and share Christ with you. You want to come and just pray today. The altar is open. 185, let's stand and sing. You respond as God leads. 185.